if it doesn't fit with him and his kind of music either, but um, that one really did work. That would have been in my tracks of the year, no doubt. Now, I've derided Catherine Bigelow a fair bit as a director, first female Oscar winner for Best Picture, and the reason was is I thought The Hurt Locker was rubbish. It was basically Point Break, which I saw over the weekend. I have to be honest. I've always thought it was a terrible film, but I did really enjoy it. But the thing is, is from a filmmaking perspective, it's just this very episodic, very surface level. And I felt like The Hurt Locker was point break. I didn't think it was point break in Afghanistan or wherever it was set. Um, and I, I just didn't rate it, and it, it got Best Picture Oscar. So I was shocked when she came back with Zero Dark Thirty. Um, I thought that was a brilliant film, absolutely, and totally different kind of filmmaking from her. Gone was this stupid set-piece, episodic sort of nature of, of her work where she just strings sequences together and, and hopes that's a film. And it was a really thoughtful, well-put-together film, well-drawn characters. Unlike The Hurt Locker, we didn't, everybody was surface noise. There was, weren't any well-drawn characters, including Jeremy Renner's lead in that. Um, but Zero Dark Thirty was amazing. She's continued that arc to develop as a filmmaker with her most recent film, Detroit, um, which came out in July. It should have come out over Christmas because it was aimed at the awards ceremonies. And back then, it just died. It was a bit of a flop at the box office. It got a lot of acclaim and some not so much. It's a difficult film because it's a very important film. So it's immediately saddled with an awful lot of weight. It's a true story about the Algiers Motel incident in Detroit, in 1967 during uh, the race riots uh, and basically uh, a group of blacks and two whites were sort of corralled into this uh, room after the um, one of the party fired a starter pistol because they brought in the National Guard and one of the idiots there thought it would be fun to try and scare the National Guard with a starter pistol and uh, they basically invaded the hotel, shot it up and when the dust had settled, three uh, African-Americans had, had died. Lots of them said they were brutalised. They all went to trial. And even though the cops had confessed, they ruled the confessions inadmissible and they all got off scot-free. So no one was ever prosecuted for what was considered murders. Um, this starts at the uh, with a band, a real band called... Um, I've lost the name, Dramatics, the Dramatics, who are a real band. And they're about to play their first big gig in Detroit, which was, you know, Motor City was a, one of the biggest homes of music. That's where Motown was from. Um, so it's their big deal. But the riots kick off and the National Guard burst in and say, no, nah, we're shutting the gig down, too dangerous. And they end up in a, the lead singer of the band played by Algie Smith, uh, Larry Reed, a real person who was so upset by the events of this night that he quit his own band and ended up singing for the rest of his life in church choirs. While the band actually went on to have some success without him. Um, basically, um, he flees, he meets these two white girls, and they've been hanging out with these guys, mainly black guys, at the Algiers Motel, which was a notorious centre of uh, people taking drugs and indulging in there was a very sort of low rent hotel where the waifs and strays stayed and he they all end up spending the night in this hotel which goes to chaos after someone pulls out a starter pistol um will poulter at the start is a, a police officer called philip kraus 
who was the sort of like the ringleader of, of what looks to be murders um, and a very racist cop. Um, and the other main character is uh, Melvin Dismukes, who's uh, a security guard, and he's an African-American security guard that dovetails in with the police and the National Guard, uh, but has a lot more misgivings about what's going down. And he ended up getting a lot of the blame. He's played by bon, uh, John Boyega, who is very well known from the Star Wars movies. Um, and all three are brilliant. They're all the words, all swervy performances. Will Poulter, I think I, an English actor, we've, he's instantly recognisable for his incredible eyebrows, which are the most arched eyebrows in movie history. And he was in... Uh, Meet the Millers, that drug-dealing misfire of a comedy. But I think I saw him in Wild Bill, which may have been his first film, uh, an excellent underrated UK film. But this is this is all of the promise that I thought that he'd brought to the table. It's his best performance by Miles. It's magnificent. And John Boyega and Algie Smith are fantastic in it as well. Um, there's not much more plot to anything that happens because he, I guess one of the biggest failures of the film you don't get an overview of the riots. You don't really get an overview of what's going on. You see at the start that some black servicemen have returned and they're having an illegal drinking party to welcome them home from Vietnam. And the cops come in and, and brutally smash it up. And that kind of kickstarts what was known as the 12th Street Riot. But you don't get this sort of macro view of what's going on. And once they're ensconced in the hotel... It's pretty much it towards the towards the end of the film when, when they actually have a court case. Um, but there's not really any sort of outside acknowledgement of what's going on, which is a little bit limiting. On the flip side of it, I understand what she's trying to do here, which is trying to tell the story of, of racial discrimination and the riots and why they happen through the limited number of people involved in the scenario, which she does a little bit, but... Some people have come out and complained, why, why show the black people as always under threat and passive in, when, when it was riots that came from anger and where they were fighting back? They're in an environment here where they can't fight back at all, and they don't fight back at all. They're just brutalised. Um, it's a little bit on the long side um, to tell that story. So it, it can get a little bit repetitive. Basically what the cops end up doing apart from beating everyone up, is dragging people off into rooms and pretending to execute them by firing their gun and going back and telling the rest that they've just shot this guy. And they do end up actually, one of the cops in it does actually kill someone because he doesn't quite understand. It's really that dumb. He doesn't understand that they're toying with these people. So he actually does kill one of the people. And it's not quite defined how everything did eventuate in the hotel. It's powerhouse performances. The direction of Catherine Bigelow, again, is superb. I think she helms it really, really well. Um, there are complaints that you wouldn't aim at a normal film, which don't really have a lot to do with filmmaking, but more to do with, one, should they have only shown black people being passively abused? And two, should they have shown a wider picture of what was going on? Because it did, it did feel a little bit dislocated from the rioting themselves, the race riots of the 60s were one of the defining characteristics of uh, the civil rights movement, and they were massive. And here you, you, you kind of get a sense of a limited environment that isn't really connected with anything else. 
But that said, it's a very visceral and exciting film. It's quite challenging because you are basically watching a group of people being brutalised by the police for about two hours. Uh, and it, it can get a little bit repetitive. I didn't find it that boring. Um, but I did wonder about all of the choices that were made. It's almost like, you know, you've got this massive event, but you choose to focus on one element of it at the exclusion of all the others. And it doesn't quite give you a flavour of everything else. But the acting is superb. The directing's great. It looks good. It looks the part. Um, I would say... Hmm, it's a tough one because it is a really, really good film. And I don't think it's lacking in the film department. I think it's lacking maybe in narrative choices, um, which I did feel like, you know, I did feel I want to know more about the riots. What's happening outside of this hotel? Because the whole city's on fire. I want to I know some kind of what's going on there. Um, and it does paint a very obvious picture sometimes in a, in a way that the characters aren't that well developed they kind of stick in when you first meet them they they don't kind of move from that initial position i thought with zero dark 30 finally she'd got to the point where she could com develop complex characters not only jessica chastain's leading that but also some of the you know the cia interrogators and and the other people that were involved I felt like they were quite fleshed out. I felt like they weren't, you know, they weren't all evil. They weren't all good. Uh, here, Will Poulter as a cop, he's pretty much 100% evil. You don't really get to see what motivates him or why he's such a racist swine and the murderer and everything else. He just is. And it's the same for the black cast as well. You don't really get much of a sense of where they've come from. They're just kind of passively put in this situation and brutalised. But the main three are brilliant. And, and and it's it is really well made. I'm going to give uh, Detroit, which is getting it got ignored by the Golden Globes and the Screen Actors Guild Awards entirely, and it was a flop at the box office. Um, I'm going to give it eight out of ten. I would say that it is virtually essential viewing. Uh, and uh, another, I'm impressed with Catherine Bigelow because she seems to be developing as as a filmmaker still, even though it's not quite as successful as Zero Dark Thirty. Um, it is still a, a massive improvement on, say, The Hurt Locker. Um, so anyway, 8 out of 10 for Detroit. And this is uh, from Bob Marley and the Whalers. You may have heard of them. This is a track that ends their pre-fame period is in the sense that...